Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Oh! Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the LodgeCast. Since the Lodge family is scattered to the four winds for the holidays, I thought it would be best to give folks a voicemail soapbox from which to rant and or rave about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'll kick it off with my own brief thoughts. Overall, I thought it was pretty, pretty silly. It's very blatantly a course corrective of The Last Jedi, making this trilogy feel queasily at odds with itself. Tension seems to be thwarted at every turn here. Like, why kill Chewie only to reveal to us that he's alive five minutes later and have our heroes realize he's alive 20 minutes later? That's, like, straight-up anti-tension. It also seemed like every step was motivated 100% by plot mechanics as opposed to any decipherable organic character logic. For example, back to this Chewy situation, what the hell was that plan to fly directly into the ship with guns blazing to rescue him? It's exciting for our heroes to be occasionally reckless, but I lose faith in them when they're downright stupid. I also thought they could have done way more with that Star Wars Burning Man festival thing they set up. Instead, we see some basic choreographed dancing on the outskirts of the festival, and then they just kind of move on immediately. The Star Wars movie I want to see is the one where we go through the festival, seeing all manner of life forms and rituals and kind of a warped, otherworldly satire of modern festival culture, which would then obviously turn into a chase of some sort, but it would be just, just more interesting. And like, let it breathe, man. Let it breathe. Uh, other issues I have are characters dying and coming back to life willy-nilly, the weird, weird cameos. They did something to Harrison Ford's face that fucked me up a little bit. Uh, the way they just flat out dumped the Rose character was kind of embarrassing. And the way they just go back to the family relationship well yet again. The entire theater I was in groaned at the Palpatine reveal. I, I liken the whole thing to eating like an appetizer sampler platter for dinner. It's kind of tasty here and there, kind of exciting, but it's not as satisfying like a full meal would be. And it leaves you feeling a little weird. Two somberly respectful bones for me. But don't take my word for it. Let's see what the other lodgers have to say. Lodge master, brother Bishki here. Mm, I got so sick before seeing the rise of Skywalker, but I pushed through and I saw it as a Chinese theater on a Friday night that it opened. What is Star Wars now? JJ makes the bold choices in the rise of Skywalker. We got horses galloping on Star Destroyers. We got a fake out Chewbacca death that really messed with the audience. We got uh, Billy D, Lando, Digital Carrie Fisher, Force Ghost, Mark Hamill, Clone, Emperor Ian McDermott, and the grizzled memory of our friend Harrison Ford. Poe, Finn, Rose, and a ton of other characters we don't give a shit about. JJ keeps it from getting boring, but this movie is goofy. So much new age magical action, astral projections, healing hands, force communicating. But like in Marvel movies, the stakes are pretty low in this one. And predictable, even though the galaxy is on the line. 
with a wacky last battle that has a digital confetti of ships that would make prequel George Lucas proud. As with Last Jedi, Ray and Kylo Ren are the highlights in this one, but I prefer Last Jedi for doing a little bit less fan service. My expectations were rock bottom for Rising Skywalker, but I had some nostalgic tingles and big laughs. Two bones for the silliest Star Wars movie so far. Bring on episode 10. Love and light, and in the words of Nick Nolte, I have spoken. Hey, everybody. This is Brother Tim. And Sister Jackie. Hey. We're just calling in with a quick hot take. Uh, we just came back from seeing The Star Wars. My take on it is the first hour was moving at light speed. We went to so many places. We met so many characters. I was confused on, like, what new toys I'm going to be playing with because there was just so many people, so many new faces and weird stuff and worlds. The second half of the movie was kind of slowed down a little bit. We were just learning people's, like, actual identities and, like, no real drama. And at this point in the movie, I was, like, been through so many battle scenes. Like, all the tension from watching battles is kind of, like, blowing the coop. The only real unanswered questions for me was basically, like, all right, so who's going to hook up with who? I was very entertained. I just needed I needed some closure for a lot of these storylines, especially with Finn. What, what was he going to say to Ray? They never clarified that. So that was, that was one of the things for me. When we get to the end of the movie, we got this, like, hug fest going on with all these people that we've built up all this relationship stuff about. We got Flyboy Poe with this, uh, the Carrie Russell character, that, you know, that they meet, and Helmet Lady, whatever. <laughs> that just ended in a shrug. And then Finn and Rose, nothing. That's not even a goodbye. She kind of kicked Rose to the side for this movie. Yeah, she kind of got kicked to the curb. I was entertained. I give it three and a half bones. Because I, I, I enjoyed it. I saw everything I wanted to see. And that half a bone is for Harrison Ford's surprise appearance, for me at least. Yeah, that was that was an extra bonus. And then seeing Palpatine come back still with his lightning powers, yeah. fucking, you know, ultimate evil and then uh, ultimate good. And then all these, like, little, little breadcrumbs that people have been leaving throughout the galaxy, like how to get to the Sith world with their little, like, Tesseract fucking diamond map <laughs> system and, like, and you know, finding and, and leaving lightsabers for people. A lot going on. I'm just going to say three bumps. It's Star Wars. Fucking A. Star Wars. Hashtag Star Wars. Fucking A. What's up, LodgeCast? Brother Justin here. Fresh out of the rise of Skywalker. I can't really give a good review of any Star Wars movie upon first viewing because it's a lot to take in. And the franchise means a lot to me as a creator and a human being. So I usually need to see it like three times before I know what the hell it is. But my initial reaction is two bones, uh, and I'll tell you why. It's technically well-made. It goes at a good clip. It's got a couple little fun moments, but it really just relies too heavily on nostalgia for me. I thought episode seven relied heavily on nostalgia, which was great because the franchise needed a serious course correction. So I thought that was the smart move, get Star Wars back to what people like about Star Wars. And to kind of do that again with this one to end it, I think is a huge mistake. I think the first Star Wars movie was such a technical leap forward for the art form. It took broad storytelling tropes and made them fresh again by creating this ancient future with laser swords and mystical powers and it just created something new that took the world by storm and 
nine episodes later to just kind of do a retread, I think, is a serious injustice to what the franchise is. I think The Last Jedi took a lot of bold chances and created some of the best moments in all of Star Wars and had more vision. And also, if you want your hero to have royal blood, you are downright un-American. That is complete nonsense. It was an unnecessary twist having Rey be the Emperor's granddaughter. I thought that was whack as fuck. I would love to have seen what a fresh pair of eyes would have done with it. I think that was necessary. So, yeah, two bones. You know, maybe I'll bump it up to two and a half after seeing it a couple more times. Yo, what up? Brother Wally here, lifelong friend of Brother Bishke and the Lodge Master. Just uh, calling to give my hot take on uh, the rise of Skywalker. I'm going to give you my, my bones right away, but I'm going I'm to give you caveated bones with four bones for a Star Wars movie and take away one bone for the film. I felt like it just went a little too fast. They had too much to get through, but uh, oh my goodness, it was quite the ending to the saga. I think everyone should be pretty happy. The whole Emperor thing is a little strange. How he, they didn't really explain like how he came back very well. You can just kind of see that there's some sort of scientific mumbo jumbo going on there. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait to hear what you guys uh, think of it and uh, can't wait for the hot takes. Happy holidays and as always, love and light. Hey guys, this is Brother Nathan calling in for Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Well, I'd love to say I'm the, the dissident voice of a, a positive review for this film, but I don't know how, how are any of us going to be able to review this uh, after seeing it just one time. This is a overstuffed space opera with so many kaleidoscopic parts coming off of it that I'm not even sure what I'm going to review here. But that being said, this just brings up a, an issue about Star Wars in general. I don't think they can make a coherent, concise, elegant cinematic film under under Disney. I, I just think there's so many cooks, there's so many there's so many executives and people <laughs> saying, put this in it, put that in it, that what we get is just gonna be a hangdog thing. So I'm gonna review it as uh did I have fun? It was a it was a Star Wars film. Sometimes the script got so boneheaded searching after Daggers. It felt like one of the. It felt like Deathly Hallows by Harry Potter. Uh, I got a lot of Horcruxes and uh, Sith Wayfinders and and the whatnot. And it kind of got a script at times felt like something shredded and then put back together. And they didn't get the pages right. So that being said, it's it's jammed with with a lot of Star Wars feels. And I can't deny that I'm a Star Wars fan. And it had moments, but uh, the cardinal sin is I never got truly emotional. And that is really what I was left with. I came out feeling good. It's a big, it's a big film. I'll probably revisit just like Last Jedi. But that being said, that's over. I give it, I give it three bones for Star Wars. <laughs> three bones for Star Wars. Love and like you all. And let's hear the reviews. And let's get divisive, baby. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. And Beta Force be with you. Hello, everybody. This is Brother Seth coming in from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, wishing everybody a happy holiday out there in sunny California. 
with my hot take of The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, a lot of you know I'm a big Star Wars fan. I've uh, known Star Wars all my life. And I come to these movies with a little bit of a, I guess, maybe a softer perspective. So I do think my review might be a little uh, a little bit more uh, palatable, a little bit nicer. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think these movies were a tough thing to, be, to make. I think they were uh, a challenge, uh, a sequel trilogy just... I don't know what the pathway could have been for any writer, but uh, as I watch this now and, and think about it, I think this will be a review of the whole sequel trilogy. My hot take is they made these films too fast. I think it would have maybe benefited from one director, uh, and, and that could have been J.J., who uh, had more of a populist approach to it that maybe works better for this era of movies. Um, I do, I do, again, think it was rushed. I don't think there was a lot of time to lay the seeds that just got crammed into this last movie with the Emperor and and um, stuff like Leia being uh, force-trained and these lightsabers that had to be momentous and buried at the end like some big thing. I mean, you really should have laid that in at the beginning and Force Awakens and had Leia be kind of this mystic general that had had force training. I, these are just elements, right, that I'm just picking out of the air that I thought uh, were like, whoa, whoa, we're putting that in the last movie? Okay. Um, it does feel like they skipped uh, The Last Jedi, uh, so it does feel like more of a direct sequel to Force Awakens. I do think that the cast equips itself well, and I think that's the great thing that came out of the sequel trilogy. It's better than any ensemble performance in the prequels. Just think about that. I mean, this cast just in three movies is uh, a lot more resonant to me. You've got 60% of what I think the sequel trilogy could have been. I think there was a pathway with these characters and some of these story threads, but just didn't work out. So I will say that uh, this is a clipped wings on this, this sequel trilogy now that we look at them all. Some good writing in there, and some of the best writing, I think, in the Star Wars films was in Last Jedi. I'm an apologist for that film. So uh, let's just say two and a half bones for me on this. And I want to just uh, make a note. I loved 3PO's mini arc. 3PO in a hoodie? Hell yeah. That was fun. And um, at the end of the day, there was character work there with Kylo and Ray's character that I found to be pretty, pretty good as far as it goes. But, yeah, it's disappointing. So uh, anyway, Merry Christmas from the Great White North. And this is Brother Seth signing off. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Happy holidays, Lodge fam. It's Brother Ben with my Skywalker hot take. Uh, first things first, I'm a pretty big new Star Wars apologist. Uh, the previous two entries are not great movies by really any means, but they're entertaining enough. I love their design. And there's enough nostalgic thrill that I was down with them. But this go-round, <laughs> I think this just lays bare the fact that J.J. Abrams and his mystery box approach to narrative storytelling, maybe that's great for laying foundations, for planting seeds. But when it comes to concluding something, to satisfyingly resolving a story, the wheels just come off. And I think... Ryan Johnson knew that in the last film, and he was really trying to streamline and stabilize the thing. And then, you know, J.J. came back into the fold and was having none of it. And so, you know, he's re-swinging the pendulum, and he has made a film that is simultaneously, like, so overstuffed and so completely empty, it's like watching a video game. Uh, you know, there were the occasional things I was into, Ray slicing up the TIE fighter. I still think the sound design is amazing, but 
to me, it was my least favorite of the new Star Wars, and I'm including Solo in that. Still better than the prequels. I'm going to be incredibly generous in the Christmas spirit and give it two bones over an hour. Uh, it's Brother Ben again. I, you know, I'm already regretting my bone count. It's one and a half bones. Who, who are we kidding? It's one and a half bones. Bah humbug. Lodgemaster, this is Brother Josh. I received your message from your R2 unit, and I'm delivering a message from the life out of the Force. I unabashedly loved Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was insane and bombastic in the best ways, and I think I was a little ready for it due to being used to um, the extended universe plot lines through various forms of media, video games, books, etc., which get pretty off the rails and crazy. So, you know, seeing them ride horses on a Star Destroyer, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we've seen this before. And I just got to say, there's a bit of sentimentality for it. Um, the Force Awakens was so exciting for me because I found that, you know, it was a new trilogy that opened for me in adulthood. And, you know, I loved the Star Wars movies ever since I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, finally a trilogy I can be excited for. And you know, just with this closing it out, um, you know, it just made me a little sad that, you know, it's the end of this new trilogy. And, yeah, like, I mean, I, of course, we're going to get so many more Star Wars movies and then new medias and so forth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I loved it. I loved, unironically, the tender moments and the fan service. And, you know, I thought it was just a great send out for Carrie Fisher. That was really such a beautiful moment with her. So, yeah, um, you know, this is going to be controversial, but... um you gotta give it a three and a half bones. And that's with the full power of the good side of the force behind me. So the Sith will not rise against me. Uh, may the force be with you. Lodgemaster, this is a resident hothead. In lieu of a review, I would like to read the final three stanzas from T.S. Eliot's The Hollow Men. <clears throat> this is the dead land. This is cactus land. Here the stone images are raised. Here they receive the supplication of a dead man's hand under the twinkle of a fading star. Is it like this in death's other kingdom, walking alone at the hour when we are trembling with tenderness, lips that would kiss from prayers to pro broken stone? The eyes are not here. There are no eyes here. In this valley of dying stars, in this hollow valley, this broken jaw of our lost kingdoms, in this last of meeting places, we grope together and avoid speech, gathered on this beach of this tumid river, sightless, unless the eyes reappear, as the perpetual star, multifoliate rose of death's twilight kingdom, the hope only of empty men. Here we go round the prickly pear, prickly pear, prickly pear. Here we go round the prickly pear at five o'clock in the morning. Between the idea and the reality, between the motion and the act falls the shadow, for thine is the kingdom. Between the conception and the creation, between the emotion and the response falls the shadow. Life is very long. Between the desire and the spasm, between the potency and the existence, between the essence and the descent, falls the shadow. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is. Life is. For thine is the. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. One bone. Hello, this is the Lodge Master's mother. I just wanted to thank him for taking me to this movie. 
on opening night in IMAX. I left the movie theater with a skip in my step because I felt like we in the resistance might actually win the next time around. I needed to see the universe come to save the good people of compassion. I cried at the end of the movie when all of those starships showed up to support the resistance. I needed to see people of compassion win in life. I have a question about those in our society who lack compassion for others. When they see this movie, who do they root for? For the evil empire or for the resistance? This is not a technical critique of the movie. It is my emotional response. Four bones, love and light to you all in the resistance.